Love Talk Radio. metropolitan area would love to hear from you and today we're talking graphic novels and in this case a graphic novel with something of a controversial twist the book is called salt the author is daniel boyd and mr boyd joins us on the burke allen show hey danny thanks for being a part of the thing oh burke thanks for having me you know you're my first with this with this one save the best for first if you're listening live today online, today, the uh, the 21st, is the official release date of the first chapter of Salt. And I think I'm saying that right because this graphic novel is being released online a chapter at a time. Did I have that correct? That is correct. It was broken into the six books that was it was written in. And will come out, the first one came out today. It'll, the others will come out every two weeks. And then in early November, we will have the printed entire graphic novel. And and we'll talk about what SALT is all about in a second, but if, if folks are already sort of hip to what you do and, and hip to uh, cool graphic novels in general, where can they actually find this, this book online for folks that, that do want to check out the first two chapters that were released today? Well, I know for sure it's on Comixology, and that's C-O-M-I-X. It's the primary. It's the biggest uh, comic platform for online. Uh, but the they went back to the to the the first book, Carbon, and broke it into three books uh, that came out earlier this summer, uh, preceding this. Uh, and they're all on Comicsology, uh, Amazon, Google Play, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, <clears throat> most most of the major platforms. So Salt should be uh, following soon uh, on those as well. Our guest is Danny Boyd. The book is Salt. It's the brand-new graphic novel being released today, and you can find the first two chapters at Comics with an X-ology, comicsology.com. So this book, Salt, is about uh, what? If you were to describe it and you know, give it, a, as they say in the business, the elevator pitch, wanted to tell people what Salt's all about, have at it. Well, it's tough to do elevator pitch. It's the finale sequel to Carbon. <clears throat> At the end of Carbon, um, you know the the first species of the eternal coal creatures are set aflame by the gods, and now uh, Heat Hatfield, our hero, epic hero, is leading a band of his coal miners and families from uh, from Eden, with Mingo County, uh, on their way to the, the the only thing they know they're trying to get away, and the only thing they know is that they they get a voice from God again suddenly reappears and tells Heat to go to the burning spring and make red salt. So while they're trying to get there, the world is crumbling, um, and we're trying to figure out what that means. And it's a backdrop of sensationalized climate change. But, but you know, it's a story of faith, and uh, it's a story of family. You well know, being a West Virginian yourself, in fact, they go through your hometown of Logan on their journey. Um, it's, it's, it's about humanity and family and community. It really is and entertainment with a purpose. 
<laughs> That's right, which is a good thing. We like that. Um, and if uh, if folks didn't read Carbon, which was the first graphic novel in this this two book series, um, I thought when I got the Advance of Salt that Salt really kind of stands on its own. So you don't necessarily have to have read Carbon to appreciate Salt. Would you agree with that? I would, and, and I wrote it that way <clears throat> so that, that that could be standalone. In fact, this 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 whole new book is is told by the preacher in the group, Reverend Nelson. And he's sort of documenting what's going on, and, and that's the voice. And he, he recaps what happens in Carbon uh, early in Salt, so people can catch up pretty quickly. And I can tell you, you know, from having read these books, and, and for our folks who are listening that are into just great storytelling, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's a book for grown-ups, but it has um, uh, all the, the elements of a great page-turner, right? There's, there is action there. There's certainly a horror element. Um, there is sort of uh, an evil government conspiracy afoot and some pretty bad guys in big business. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and there's some fantasy elements as well. So uh, you blended a whole lot of stuff into the story. I would think that that would make it difficult from a writer's standpoint to sort of pull all those elements together. Was this one tougher for you to write than Carbon, or did this one come easier? I think it came easier because, you know, I've had these, this story in my head for so long. And you're right, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of my views on the environment. There are my views on extremist politics now that's uh, hijacking not only our state but the, but the country, um, you know, a loss of faith uh, and all those things. But what I've learned, and it's a big, it's this is the biggest thing I'll probably ever write. I mean, it's epic. You know, it, it's meant to be a, a mythology. <clears throat> but I, but I've learned the the bigger a subject is, the more you got to play small ball. The more you mostly got to go down to those couple characters and let them carry you carry you through it. So other, otherwise, it's just a bunch of flying things around. And it's like the you know most of the movies that you go see. I mean, they're they're glitzy and flashy but they don't hold you so I, ho- hopefully I've, I've captured the essence of of these characters uh and and the other is what is surrounding them danny boyd is our guest today you can find out more about him at danielboyd.com he's the author of the new graphic novel salt being released today the first two chapters anyway at comicsology.com also its predecessor carbon and, and for those of you who are not familiar with Danny's work, um, you came to graphic novels by way of movies. You, you've done several movies that gotten a heck of a lot of exposure, um, uh, Chillers and Strangest Dreams and Paradise Park. And, uh, I mean, you, you've won a bunch of film awards. You're a Fulbright scholar, three-time Fulbright scholar. And, and the first book in this graphic novel series, Carbon, was an award winner and a nominee even for a a ghastly nominee for best horror anthology. So um, talk to me about the difference between doing a graphic novel and being a movie director, movie producer. You know, it's really, there's one big difference, but I will tell you, it it happened by accident. I was working on a movie 10 years ago and couldn't get it finished. And and I just said, this isn't like how it was going. And my partner still my age had read comics his whole life. And I said, you still read those. Could we adapt this to that? And and we did, and, and I fell into the business, and I fell in love with it because I didn't have to worry about the weather, you know, and all those other elements. Um, it's still very difficult. It's still expensive. 
Uh, you still have a crew. Uh, the big difference is you never meet any of your people. My artists have, have always – I mean the artist, uh, uh, Predrag Ivanovic, a Peka, wonderful artist. He, he's a Serb and li- living in Serbia. Um, you know, my letter colorist, uh, Gary Beatty, is, is in Detroit. I've met him one time. So, you know, you have your publisher, you have your editors, you, you know, so you have your divisions like you do in making big movies, but you, you, you never see each other. You email each other every day. Peka and, and, and Gary B., man, I, they feel like brothers to me. I mean, we've been together for a year and a half, and, and, and I've only seen one of them once. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's an interesting, you know, a dynamic of, of, of um, a graphic novel, big time making and over filmmaking. So that's a fascinating point that you make. So the the guy that drew the images that are in your head is in Serbia. You've never met him. Does he speak English? How do you communicate with him? He has a translator, and you know he, his English is pretty good. And sometimes I, you know, but he, he it's not images in my head. It's it's very carefully scripted. Um, and there's a lot of back and forth. I mean, you know, I, I approve every page, and they have the freedom to make changes. And they've been awesome partners. They've made great changes. Uh, but we, you know, it's a back and forth thing uh, from from page to page. And, and I mean, literally, we're talking 140 pages, at least five images a page. Um, it's a lot. But with, but with Peka, I mean, you, you'll, I'll, I'll folks will at least go look at the samples. He's a wonderful artist and a wonderful guy to work with, as as, as, as Gary B is. You know what our biggest difficulty was? The Tell baseball me. scene. We don't, as Americans, we don't realize how complicated it is. Try, try explaining it to, to someone that knows nothing about it. And I mean, we spent a week on one page. Uh, and 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 also for all the books, thank God for Google Images. When he would ask me a question, what does something like this look like? Man, I went to Google Images right. and I'd send him five, ten, twenty. Uh, t- examples of it. Uh, so I mean, it's it's a, it's a grind, uh, but you know, it's a, it's an interesting process. And it's like it's like any big, it's like a movie. You, you you put great people around you, and and especially great people that you like. Uh, we like each other. We've ne- we've it's been tense, but there's never never been a crossword. Um, I mean, we just uh, plowed through this together. It's amazing when you look at the artwork for for Salt and. As you mentioned, it's set in in my home state of West Virginia, where you still live, and and he nailed it. I mean, he got the the topography of the mountains of Southern West Virginia just right. He got the capital city of Charleston just right. So uh, it's a wonderful representation. The book we're talking about is Salt. It's by Daniel Boyd, our guest today. Uh, it's a new graphic novel, and it was released uh, by uh, by Caliber Comics. The first two chapters on Comicsology.com today. It'll be rolled out gradually. Eventually, you'll be able to get the whole thing. Um, you mentioned something earlier in the conversation I want to go back to, because I'm not sure I'm clear on it, and, and you and I are buds. You mentioned you know, you had a friend before who you said, oh, like you still read comics. Can we turn this into a comic? What's the delineation between comics and graphic novels? The main difference is a comic is a pamphlet. It's it's uh, usually serialized, and it's like the monthly uh, Batman or Superman or whatever that you buy, and then six issues of uh, usually six issues of that will then is a story arc, and it will be put into you know a bigger book, but that's called a trade. A graphic novel 
is usually a more mature, more sophisticated material, usually, and at least 60-plus pages and stand alone. Uh, but they tend to be closer to 100 or more, more pages. So, so that, that's the main difference. It, it's a big comic book that stands alone and hopefully a little more sophisticated. Okay, so it certainly is sophisticated. I mean, you touch on some pretty uh, big themes, you know, the environment, corruption in government, uh, you know, religion. And, and you talk about it, you know, coming certainly from, from your worldview and your political view. I did not find it to be you know, heavy-handed in one way or the other. And, and as a matter of fact, I think that a lot of folks uh, might be surprised that in both Carbon and this new book, Salt, the coal miners are the heroes in this story. Absolutely. The meek shall inherit the earth. And they, and, and they are the meek, but they are the strong when they need to be. And that's, I think, I, I think that's America in general, but, but we like to think especially so in West Virginia. And again, I, because it's such a big controversial subject, I took a real mythological approach with it. And to have the mythos, I took this character, Heath Hatfield, who, who is a fallen hero you know, at, at the beginning and, and transforms – I mean more in the Greek uh, tragedy uh, scenario, he's a, he's a tra- he goes from tragic hero to epic hero, um, you know, an ordinary human being who fails and reemerges. And you know, kind of the Tom Joad of uh, Grapes of Wrath, you know, the uh, uh, that 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 kind of, that kind of figure. You'll have to check out sold at Comicsology dot com, and when the full book is released later on this fall, if you want to find out more about Danny Boyd and what he's up to, log on to DanielBoyd dot com. Danny, when we come back in just a minute, I want to get into the politics of this book. So hang around more with author Daniel Boyd right after this on the Burke Allen Show. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now, you can be a part of the experience live. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? You're America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. For tour dates and more info, log on to LandauMurphyJr.com. with the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, 646-668-2634. Author Daniel Boyd is our guest. His brand new graphic novel, Salt, released today. The Caliber Comics is available at comicsology.com. The full book rolls out later on this fall. Um, Danny, in this book, you get into, along with the action and the explosions and the monsters from underground, um, the controversy surrounding the coal industry. And for folks who are not from West Virginia, um, they may not necessarily be as, as keyed into what's happening back there with that industry, but certainly it's, it's not where it once was. It's caused an enormous amount of, of you know, poverty and, and devastation to our home state. Um, and yet for you and for many folks, you think that you know, this is all 
sort of, you know, it was, it was uh, apt to happen there, apt to happen anyway. And in many cases, the, the poverty was caused by the extraction companies to begin with. You are in the minority, though, in the state of West Virginia with that viewpoint. So did it make you nervous at all to, to sort of weave that storyline into these graphic novels, knowing that you're the odd man out there when it comes to West Virginians? It didn't make me nervous, but the last thing I wanted to do was offend my fellow West Virginians. I, I love my state. I love my people, and I, I really haven't gotten any heat from them. They've respected my opinion. But you're right, Burke. The writing's been on the wall for 10 or 20 years. This was this was coming. This was inevitable, and instead of, of our cold southern West Virginia of, of, of diversifying the economy, they just fought this phony PR war that the industrialists did. To maintain power, not only the industrialists, but the politicians that they that that are in their pockets, and it, it is really sad. I mean, we could have been preparing for this much more, um, you know. And like I wrote in Carbon, they, they, they knew this day was coming, and we wake up one day and they're gone, along with the money. And we we have down in your home place probably six to eight counties that are in a full blown depression, not a recession, full blown depression. Uh, because of this sudden shift. So, I mean, it, it's the world's win, but it's, it's West Virginia's extreme loss. So I'm definitely not happy about the results, but, but we knew they were coming. I saw a piece on CNN.com recently, and it was a profile of McDowell County, West Virginia, which is in the southernmost part of the state, uh, borders uh, southeastern Virginia. And the statistic in this piece was that McDowell County, West Virginia, is in fact one of the poorest counties in the entire United States. And so my question to you, for the folks who are listening from all over the country, all over the world, is how can a state with billions upon billions of dollars in coal uh, uh, you know, underground there, how can that happen? How can that be that the poorest, one of the poorest counties in the country is so abundantly rich in natural resources? Well, the, the, the money the money stayed with the with the with the companies. It was never really dispersed. You know, just enough crumbs to keep people pacified. And actually, those crumbs got bigger with severance for you know state government, um, which we depended way way too much on. But they just played out in MacDowell. They they they, they got the easy coal and and moved on. And um, you know there was no plan B. It's it, it's not just West Virginia. I mean, you can see this boom and bust all over this country. The history of this country from the, the you look look at these wonderful places in New Mexico and out there where where they was a boom and bust mineral from the late 1800s and now have turned into thriving uh, communities with uh, with other things. You know, arts and leisure and those kinds of things. Um, we just need to look around. And as you see national media attention, uh, when you hear of West Virginia at all, you generally tend to hear bad stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's all this talk of, of uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, there was a, a quote, I think, that, that was uh, heavily edited where she was going to put coal miners out of business. And you tend to hear about uh, the EPA and their war on coal and, and President Obama's war on coal. As, as a guy that, that certainly doesn't view things that way, and yet you're right in the epicenter of that industry, what say you to to those folks that, that really think there is a, a war on coal? And, and, and I would add that apparently in the upcoming presidential election, you know, by all indications, Donald Trump is going to just trounce Hillary Clinton in that state because he says he's going to put coal miners to work, back to work. 
you're right in the middle of it. What do you see with your boots on the ground? Well, the, the people that still believe that there was an actual war on coal, they, they need to accept that if, if there was, that war is over. And this is going to be controversial here in my home state, but the very best thing that can happen to us is, is for Clinton to, to be elected. She misspoke and said that, but she had the nerve to come back to Williamson right in the heart of it, come back and say, I'm sorry, I misspoke. If I get in the White House, I am not going to forget you, and I don't believe she will. I think, she's, I think, I think she'll be another Kennedy. For us, and they're already talking about not total bailouts. You know what I've said is, <clears throat> my goodness, in in '09, when uh, we almost hit a depression, they ba- bailed out the auto industry, they bailed out the banking industry. You know, how about a little love for the industry that built those, that 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 fueled the industrial revolution and has powered this country? And she's the only one that's really talking about that. You know, some incentives. Um, to come into into our coalfield counties, and I, re, I really believe that she's going to deliver. You know, her husband was was a very was very well liked here, and was 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 good good for West Virginia. So I, I'm thinking the best here. Danny Boyd is our guest. He is the author of Salt. It's the brand new graphic novel. Uh, the first two chapters released today. If you're listening live at comicsology.com, the entire book will be available this fall. It is the companion piece to Carbon, uh, which dropped a couple of years ago and tells the story of uh, coal miner Heat Hatfield and uh, and others who sort of lead uh, a, a band of, of rough and tumble miners and their families towards safety. And, uh, and this is just a real page turner. Salt has a history. The actual uh, the substance salt has a history there in West Virginia and in researching this. Uh, this book, this graphic novel, you really found out an awful lot more about salt because you you dove deep into its historical significance in the state and why it's important. Yeah, you know, it, it was lucky for me. I, I was hired to make a PBS documentary of uh, 2003, uh, Red Salt and Reynolds, about the incredible salt industry in the Canal Valley in the uh, you know uh, late 19th century, <clears throat> early 20th century, and it was just fascinating that right right here it was the first business cartel in the world i mean it was a billion dollar in, industry here and then i i, I read uh, uh, mark uh, kurlansky's book salt a world history and just just again fascinated with the subject we, we take salt for granted and we almost give it a, a negative connotation but but salt is life that's what we crawled from salt is essential to all life not only for our physical beings but, but it's also civilization was built on the product of salt. I mean there's thousands of examples, but for example, the Great Wall of China was built from, from uh, taxes that the ancient Chinese government uh, put on salt. Um, so it just, you know, it, it just worked, and it, I hear I'm sort of using it, it – it's, the, the re, what it was used for in the late 1800s is was, was to preserve meat, so it could be transported to the western cities. So it has great preservative powers. So and and in the and actually at there in Burning Spring, I mean, which is where I made the, the PBS movie, uh, the salt was called red salt because it, it it had a little more iron in it, and it was and it worked better. At, it was the best preserving salt. So I just I just thought that that would be a fascinating uh, wraparound. Uh, to, to put the story in, and my nerdness. And it was. 
<laughs> well, in your infinite nerdness and wisdom, it turned out really mm-hmm. good. It's uh, an exciting book. And as we said, entertainment with a purpose. The book, of course, is sold. It's a new graphic novel from Danny Boyd. Uh, and you can find out about Danny's graphic novels and also his background in movies at danielboyd.com. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes, coal miners and and your thoughts about what will happen to these coal miners. You make them the heroes of your story here. What will happen to these thousands and thousands of out-of-work coal miners, and, and what's next for them in real life there in West Virginia? Where do you go from being a coal miner who makes a, you know, a very substantial wage um, to no jobs at all or, at, at best, minimum wage jobs? What's, what's the answer there? You know, that's a little out of my, my realm to – to predict because it's it's going to get better before it gets worse, and the short answer is they probably got to move for now. They probably and it's just so sad because you know how attached people are to their homes in that community. Um, there are alternatives. Something that Hatfield McCoy Trail System, which I incorporated in, into Salt, what a wonderful idea that is, man. That's one of the greatest tourism things ever created in the world. Um, but that's not going to give them the wages that 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 they were making. Uh, smarter people than me are going to have to think of ways to to uh, reboot that economy there. And I mean, I'll be cheerleading, but uh, I don't have the answers. I, I thought it was very fascinating that you mentioned the Hatfield McCoy Trail, and, and including that in the book. You also had, uh, and I don't certainly don't want to give the book away for for folks that haven't read it yet. It's just coming out today, but you had a massive flooding sequence. And for folks listening all over the country, all over the world, you may or may not be aware that there was once in a thousand year flooding in West Virginia in late June of this year, 2016. Um, you wrote this book well and, and had it, you know, the art done well before that flooding. What, what did you think when that flooding hit and you thought, geez, I've got this in the book. I, that's what I thought. I wrote two years. Geez, I've got this in the book. My God, here's another thing that I did not want to come true. Um, it was it was it was awful. It was one of the worst tragedies we, we've ever suffered. Just right up the road from from me here, you know, 23 deaths and thousands of homes lost. Um, and it was like, God, I hope people don't think that I was exploiting this. But you, you know, I wrote I wrote this thing two years ago. But that's what's happening with climate change. That that's the result, as well as earthquakes. Man-made earthquakes. These I've just uh, put it on steroids for this, you know, book of the fantastic. Uh, but it it didn't make me happy. You know, that, I mean, to, to think, oh well, gosh, I can I can play off of real life. That's that, that's not real life. Any of us want. How uh, how's our home state doing in in putting all this back together after that flooding? I understand that the you know with with a state that's already cash strapped because of the downturn in the coal industry. Just getting enough money to, to get those matching federal funds has been tough. How, how's it going for the folks that are trying to rebuild back there in West Virginia? It's going well. And, you know, our, our state government came together for the first time in the last four years and passed something quickly to get this money rolling. And, you know, you know the resilience of, of the people here. Um, and the love that we're getting from outside is incredible. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not just us. You know, we we tend to forget about the outside. We think the outside world forgets us. They, they don't. And now we can always use more. 
but it's just the spirit of it. It's incredible, you know, like the telethon that, that you put together in less than a week that raised so much money here and brought in those big stars on short notice and and very within weeks of it. So, um, of course, I'm not one of those people still living in a camper, so it's easy for me to say, but from everything sure. I'm seeing and feeling, the vibe is good. Well, much like the characters in Salt and in its predecessor, Carbon, Heat Hatfield and the other miners, the families, West Virginians tend to, to not want to hand out. They want to hand up. And uh, and I want to give you a hand for completing this novel and, and getting it released today. The book is Salt. It's the new graphic novel from Danny Boyd. And uh, you can find the first two chapters available now at comicsology.com. That's comics with an X, comicsology.com. The full book will be released uh, later in the fall, and uh, I guess a couple of chapters every month or so. Is that sort of the release plan and how all that works, Danny? No, one one full book every two weeks. So two weeks from today, book two will come out. So uh, it'll it'll go over 12 weeks, and then that will get us up close to the time of having the full printed uh, graphic novel. Uh, and you can also search it on uh, Caliber Comics. That's the publisher. And eventually, it'll be on all the all the digital sites: Amazon, uh, Google Play, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, and you know all all the usual ones. If you are a coal miner, if you know a coal miner, you've got a coal miner as a friend or a family member. I'm sure, they'll really enjoy it. It's called Salt. Uh, it's a great read for anyone. And you can uh, find more details at DanielBoyd.com. Get the uh, the first book now at Comicsology. Danny, always a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on the release, my friend. Likewise. Thank you so much, Burke. You bet. Our guest was Danny Boyd, the author of the brand new graphic novel, Salt. Find it at comicsology.com. Find out more about Danny at danielboyd.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Burke Allen in Washington, D.C. Now go out and make it a great day.